welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome back to another episode of the Momgasm Podcast. This week, myself and my partner Ollie sit down for yet another Dadgasm episode, and guess what? This time, we didn't cry. That's right, we decided to bring a little bit of levity to this conversation, as our last few have been heavy, and followed Lindsay and Jess' lead by playing our favorite game from England called Would I Lie to You? Before we got down and dirty, we shared our thoughts about the importance of play, and why did we ever stop? Seriously. It seems like now as adults, we're all trying to find a way to remember how to play. And we share our recent inner child play date that involved a toy store adventure, then dueling with lightsabers under the stars. This was a super fun episode and we hope it inspires you to get out and play. something james mcavoy no <laughs> james blunt <laughs> no you are beautiful <laughs> that's not his song <laughs> <laughs> christina Aguilera. <laughs> how's it go uh, how does the james what song go you're the, beautiful yeah yeah you're beautiful oh there we go you're beautiful, it's true. I saw your face in a crowded place. And I don't know what to do. Cause I'll never have a poo. <laughs> Good ad living, guys. I don't know what to do because I'll never have a poo. <laughs> James Blunt is forever constipated <laughs> after seeing a woman in a su- busy subway. That's what the whole song is about. He's talking about how beautiful turds are. And he'll never get to be with it because he's so constipated. He'll never get to see a turd again. <laughs> he just needs to eat a donair. It'll be fine. He needs to eat a donair and drink lots of coffee and then eat hot dogs and craft dinner and no, that would pizza. probably keep him constipated. No, that clears you the that fuck out. I have experience. Oh, I have experience. Uh, you remember that day i went home for i don't know how many oh, days yeah. and all i ate was hot dogs because that's all the boys will eat so that's all i ate hot dog and craft dinner i had a donair i think it was a, my birthday week mm. i drank a lot of beer i drank a lot of coffee because i wasn't sleeping a whole lot and then the day that i came home because whenever you go on vacation you don't poop or like you ever hear of that like a I've lot of people of experience it. that. I don't I've experience definitely it. experienced it. Where, yeah, when I go away for whatever reason, I think it's like your body just like there's like an ang- like a like an anxiety of poop. <laughs> Tighten up, guys! We don't know these toilets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a lot of people just can't, or some people try, and like I never really noticed it. <laughs> so I just had this picture of somebody trying really hard to poop on holiday and be just crying. Dude, I bet a lot of people have. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry, Came home, 
floodgates opened and for a whole day i had cramps like i had really bad stomach pains and i was pooping a lot i was di- yeah, what is that called um not constipated uh diuretic no not diuretic uh i digestive indigestion and horrible indigestion uh. yeah it's a truth it's a true story it's a true story <laughs> it's a science-based fact <laughs> it's a real science-based fact here folks and uh we only believe in science-based facts <laughs> we don't believe any of that hocus pocus shit well okay here's a question why would you have to believe science-based facts because if they're facts then you would know them there you go you've just squashed what i just said you've proven me wrong discuss no okay (laughs) so so i'm sarah i'm ollie oliver we're married are Are we we though Let's try this again. I'm Sarah. I'm Oliver. We, we might be married. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Let's find out if we're married. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Um, but that kind of goes in line with what we're going to do tonight. We are going to play a game um, that features... It's called... I keep calling it two truths and a lie, but it's based off of the game. Would I lie to you? Yeah. And it's basically you tell a bunch of lies and a bunch of truths and the other person has to guess which one is false and which one is true. And so this kind of like lines up with us like joking around and saying, are we married? Because it's like, what's those like those, those dating games where like there's between couples and you have to like, you know, g- they ask you questions about the other person and oh, the other, other yeah, person's yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we should do that too. How can we do that with only the two of us? Right. Who's going to ask us the questions? You want to go wake up Henry? And yeah, because like one person has to ask the question to one of the pe- people in the relationship. About the other person. And they're like, yeah. what is their favorite color? Right. Or when do they poop the most in the day? Or what's the like in their coffee? Right. Yeah. Coconut milk and oat milk. It's true. I like coconut milk and oat milk in my coffee. A little spoonful of coconut milk, the nice, nice creamy part. Like, yeah. And then splash of oat milk. <laughs> Fucking amazing. And you just like plain milk. I like oat milk, except at the bottom of the carton when it's really thick and weird. And I don't like coconut milk because I just kind of don't like coconuts. They're... The smell of coconut really puts me off. Really? Yeah. Bounty bars when I was a kid, hated them. I never Coconut had water, bar. can't stand it. Coconut milk, bleh. Yeah, but you like it in curry. Remember when I ate that that coconut flake at, what, at your friend from Starbucks' party and I almost died? You did not almost die. I almost died. I can't even remember this. I choked. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Coconut flake got stuck in my throat <laughs> and almost killed me. I feel like I should remember this. <laughs> we were at a we were at a Starbucks party and you almost died from coconut. What were there? Were there, Krista and? Oh, 
Christ. Glenn? Glenn? <laughs> no. Sorry if you're listening to this and I'm forgetting your name. It's been a few years. Uh, it has been a few years. Um, yeah, we kind of decided to do this and we'll probably like go in and out of talking and whatnot because. Because we haven't started the game yet. We haven't started the game. And yeah, and <laughs> I kind of thought that it might be fun to do because kind of piggybacking off yeah. of what Jeff and Lindsay did, it was fun, refreshing. And also I thought, you know, the last few epi- ep- episodes, episodes. Um, episodes that we have recorded together have been kind of heavy, heavy. Yeah, they've, they've been, been a little serious. Over time. You know, it, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I hadn't thought of that, but you know what? Let's bring some levity. Yeah, some level, t- level, t- oh, fuck words. I thought I was high. It's the Mars retrograde, man. It's fucking me up. Yeah, let's bring some levity to this conversation. I aced it that time. You did. Good job. Um, because I think that play uh, is a really important part of, of relationships. Should we enlighten? Should we share our play date from the other day? Oh. Is that what you were just about to say? No, I was going to say that one of the cards that I drew yesterday from my deck was the seal and the seal is all about play oh, all about play finding the the rhythms and going with that that yeah. current of energy mm-hmm. and i saw that the card that you pulled this morning was play. play yeah that's so true oh i totally forgot that the card i pulled today was play mm. yeah and like all day today i was kind of in a kind of in a insular m- mood i'm in my inner autumn so are you which is mm. awesome because we finally synced up after how long i'm not syncing yeah up. it is still a bit weird to have that Double, Double load of energy. All the way across the sky. In yeah. The same, in the same kind of phases, right? But and, and yeah, I felt kind of insular today too. And but I was I was nesting all weekend and like wanting to clean up and do stuff which and be busy, amazing. which was amazing because I'm not here. We're rarely home at the weekend, especially through through the summer, yeah. because we're either always at your parents or my parents or somebody's coming down. We're going somewhere or doing something. And this weekend was a rarity because we had the whole weekend off. We didn't have to go anywhere. We did groceries on Friday. Mm. Um, so for the first time in quite a while, I felt like I wanted to put some energy into the house and our environment. Yeah. And But then the when I came out of that and I did play and I was playing with the boys and I was playing with you, I really enjoyed that. And that kind of completely took the cares of that nesting habit or that insularity away mm-hmm. sorry i just got lost in the tone of your voice i just was like whoa he's your voice sounds really good right now <laughs> and how you just said insularity i was like whoa, is that a word actually for me, Daddy. is that a word i don't know insularity <laughs> i don't know but it was good i got lost in that Got swept up in this this smooth Careful, toys I might of be saying voice. direct. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. Can you direct me to the nearest store? <laughs> I can feel it on my loins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a weakness for English and Scottish accents. I feel like everyone does. And Englishmen putting on Scottish accents. Yes, for absolutely. Now. Um, what was I just on about? Oh, we were talking about play and um, play. Yeah, play has been kind of a a big theme in our uh big theme for both of us over the last couple of weeks. 
month um, or, yeah, a little bit more than a month. Well, no, not a month. We inner child work was yeah. at the forefront okay. for a month, mm-hmm. like for the whole month of August. Mm-hmm. And then the end of August, um, after our sex therapy session in, in August, we actually had a, a, um, a whole weekend to, well, not a whole weekend, sorry, like a, a night, two nights, one night? Doesn't matter. We, we had, had Thursday night and Friday night. Yeah, we had two nights to ourselves after our, our sex therapy session. And at the end of that session, I had said to you that we have d- been doing so much work around our inner child for both of us and like, you know, a lot of regulating and so on and so forth that I felt like I just wanted to play. Like, I really just wanted to let off some steam. And mm. not only that, when Lori, our sex therapist, had asked us, you know, like, what is the intention behind this? Like, for me, behind the play date, behind the play date. I I came to the conclusion that that in a lot of ways little Sarah still distrusts you adult Ollie mm. and I think that I I came to yeah to the conclusion that little Sarah would love to play that she would love to play with just play but also play with you and so that evening was it that evening we did it? No, it was the next no, it was day. Friday night, yeah. It was the next day, Friday. We uh, we had made these made we plans had the most for play fun date. Fun date ever, didn't we? It was, and I I will I will never forget it. And every time I think about it, like brings a huge smile to my face. And mm. I've never done anything like that before. But essentially, we. We went to Toys R Us, and uh, we did before that. What did we do before that? We ate. Oh right! <laughs> so you want to tell that part? We of the didn't story? just eat. <laughs> so we we kind of we stole this idea because we saw you sent me a video on Facebook of this couple who was having a date day for the first time in a while to get away from their away from their children and. One of the things that they did was they went to the drive-thru and they ordered whatever the person in front of them ordered. And we thought that was such a good idea that we were going to do it ourselves. So we did. <laughs> and we, you picked me up from work and we drove to McDonald's and went through the drive-thru. And we were super excited <laughs> looking at the people in front of us. Like, oh, who is it? What are they going to get? Ooh. And we saw what they got. And like, oh. No. We well, you see, well, you saw, we saw drinks. At first, least. We like, okay. first we ordered. First we ordered. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I, we were all giddy about it. I was like, <laughs> the guy's like, hi, am I taking your order? Because it's just like some teenager who hates his job, probably. He could love his job. He, I don't know. Maybe he was just tired, but just one of the voice just did not, did not evoke enthusiasm for his job. Hmm. For that moment in his life, right then and there, he was just like, can I take your order? Nigel at the McDonald's <laughs> down in Eastern Passage, <laughs> if you're listening. Nigel's an amazing name. Um, Nigel! <laughs> I knew a Nigel in college. You put it down! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you knew a Nigel? I knew a Nigel in college. Did you? Yeah, he was in my class when I was my first year of college. What was his last name? Fuck, well, I don't know, but his parents were English. And he was very, like, subdued and very quiet. Very kind of mysterious and artsy and probably wanked off a lot. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Where did that come from? Uh, um, 
Is this going to be one of your one of your truths that you're going to tell me that you used to <laughs> fantasize about Nigel? No, I never fantasize about Nigel, but I loved his name. Anyway, so we're at McDonald's. <laughs> the guy says, hello, my second And I'm oh, like, hey, can I just get with the person in front of us, Scott? And I don't want to know what it is. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I kind of thought. He was like, no, you, you don't want to know what it is. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to know what it is. And he's like, all right, pull through. <laughs> so we get uh, we get up there. And then we see that they got drinks. No, wait, wait, wait. We get up there. <laughs> so impatient. I love it. We get to the window to pay. And the, and the woman's like, that would be $12 and something, something. And I'm like, oh, shit, $12. Like, that's pretty cheap. And I'm like, fuck. Like, what if they got, like, 12 $1 coffees? Like, what if that's what's going to happen? We'd be shitting all night. I'm shitting all night. So we're like, okay. And then we pull up there and we see the guy in front of us. And we're like, all right. And we're like assessing him. We're looking at him. We're thinking like, what what, what would this guy get? Is he a 12 coffee Judging kind of guy? Judging it all from the back of his head. Back of his head. And, and I was driving so I could kind of see him in the side mirror. And I'm like, I see you. Do you see me? Send me telepathically <laughs> what it is you got. We're, we're getting what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. We're getting what you're getting. So the window opens. And I'm like, oh shit, here it comes. They hand out one drink. It it no, looks it big. They wanted a tray, didn't it? No, they didn't get a tray. Oh. It looks big, but I, you know, I'm like, oh, I was too excited. I'm like, okay, cool, they got a drink. And then another drink comes out. I'm like, oh sweet, another drink. All right, we got and two then, drinks. And then a little bag. And then a little bag. And That's I was it. like, oh fuck, we're set. Like I'm pretty sure. And I think there was someone in the passenger seat. So I'm like, okay, but what could they get for only twelve bucks? So then we get up there, and the person opens the window. And hands us their stuff. I don't even know if they said anything to me, but first they. We was too excited. Yeah, first they hand us the drinks, and they are super They're sized. They're the biggest McDonald's drinks I've drinks. ever seen. One was seven up for Sprite, yeah. and the other one was Coke. I was just like, holy I shit! I have never ordered a drink that big from McDonald's never. or from anywhere. I'm sure ever. lots of people have, but. I'm a small drink kind of person. I'm like a one sip of pop person. Yeah. That's about it. Um, huge. And then in the little huge. bag was a huge fries. Huge. And two tiny chicken ranch wraps. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, these people are working the system. 12 bucks for all of that? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's like a, that's two meals. Yeah. For, for $6 each. It was pretty good. So we were all excited. We were like, sweet. But I feel like we need more. Yeah. So we went to A&W and did it again. Yeah. It was just across the street. So we're like, all right, we're doing this. We're doing it. We get there. The person who takes us our order is a little bit more excited. She Actually, laughs. a lot more excited. She, a lot more. she, she laughed. Laughter was happy. She was like, really? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, she's in it. Everyone is like feeling this. This is good. But then I looked and I was trying to get the assessment of the person in front of me. But when I looked, I could tell that he heard that I was getting what he was <gasps> getting. Really? Because he was looking at me. me. I never <laughs> told you that. I knew he was looking at me. So I was trying to look away. So I was like, this is awkward. This is he's really like, awkward. He's thinking, what the fuck are you getting? Yeah, I know. Get your own damn meal. <laughs> like, so weird. So we get up there and we see that there's one drink and then a bag. And we're like, oh, man. It's just and that was a single it. Single meal. Super disappointing. Single meal. We get up there. The girl's all excited. She's like, where did you get this? Did you see this on TikTok? And I'm like, I don't have TikTok. I saw it on Facebook. Can I just have my food? And then we couldn't swipe the card. And it's kind of an, it was a process to do that. But we got the food. That's like the most boring detail of the whole I night. I know. Thank but you it was, for throwing that in there. But, you know, anyway. So we get the food and we got 
the best A and W burger. The teen burger. The teen. That's your favorite. And not just regular fries. <gasps> sweet potato fries. We got sweet, sweet potato fries. That egg from the oven. Oh. <laughs> that egg from my pussy. <laughs> Straight from the from the girthiness of my womb. Slip sliding out of my vaginal canal. Slip sliding away. <laughs> anyway. And we got another pop. So we had two we giant had pops and a regular pops. pop. We did not drink all that pop. No, I think we threw most of it out. But we get back to our place. We eat the food and we're like, all right, we're, we're good to go. We're loaded up on fast food and a lot of pop. Let's Let's move on to the next part of our night. And the next part of our night, I mean, the night just kept getting better. But uh, we decided to go to Toys R Us. And, uh, oh, my God. We, I had, I, so that we kind of collaborated on this. I had the idea of just going there and buying a toy. But when I told you the idea, you were like, why don't we go there and fill up our carts? And I was each like. get a cart and fill them up. Each get a cart and fill them up. And it was because. As kids, when you're at the toy store, your mom and dad, they only let you put like one toy in the cart. We're like, fuck that. We're going to live out our childhood dream, putting everything in the cart. So little Ollie and little Sarah each grabbed a cart. By the time little Ollie had looked up from sanitizing his hands to get into the store, little Sarah had gone. (laughs) (laughs) I was was gone. You were nowhere to be seen. I did not wait for you. Okay. It's happening. I went right to the jewelry, picked out the cutest little clips, like from straight from the nineties. I was looking at all of the like cutesy stuff because I loved that as a little girl. Loved anything furry and glittery, so it's like I need to get something like that. I went and checked out all the Barbie stuff, um, all the dolls, and when I came back, when I came and found you, my cart was filled. You you had a lot of stuff in your cart, yeah. And I looked at your cart, and you literally had like three things in it. More like five, I remember counting. Oh, okay. I, it was countable. It was, it was less countable. than seven, so easily countable. But it wasn't, you know, I think you looked at mine and you were like, oh, shit. Yeah, I looked at your cart and I was like, okay, I think I'm still a little bit inhibited here. And we went and pottered about the bowls and the Nerf guns and stuff for a bit. And then at that point, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back through this. I realized there were some things that I hadn't even looked at. And I was like, why haven't I looked at these? Because these are, you know, I had this stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, so I went back, ran back through, put a whole bunch of other stuff in the cart, and then we met up at the electronics bit at the end, and the carts were just overflowing. So, so the plan was, at the end of it, we would let the little child like just fucking ransack the entire store, and then we would meet up, and then the adult Sarah and Ollie would come forward and edit, edit what we had picked out. And, you know, lay down some rules and, like, look at the prices and be like, mm-hmm. okay. And we each decided on three things. We both got a lightsaber. We put everything back in the electronic session. So whoever yeah, had to restack sorry. all that, super sorry. If you found a giant Barbie doll head and a giant army collection. And, and a um, giant dinosaur and several X-Men action figures. And uh, several b- uh, babies. Um and and, and X Men, <laughs> <Real babies. laughs> um that was us. Sorry, um but we both got a lightsaber. I mm-hmm. got a Barbie with some outfits, and then I got my cute little '90s clips. 
and I got an action figure and a remote control car. So we, we, each, were we spent fifty. It was we worked it out too because we did the price thing at the end yeah. and it was fifty dollars each. Yeah, fifty bucks each. Yeah, which is like super fucking reasonable. Which is super reasonable. So, and like we want to do this with the boys because like this is like living out a childhood fantasy, uh-huh. and I feel like every kid should be able to do that once in their life. Like, absolutely. So we went home with our stuff. We unpacked it. And we had a little moment in the car where, you know, we were both looking at our toys and, like, totally feeling our little child come out and come forward and, like, feel fulfilled. And so we definitely knew that, like, the the the, ch- the children and us were present and connecting. And then when we got home, we, like, unpackaged everything. And then I remember this really s- this sweet moment of both of us lying on the floor on our bellies. You with your action mm. figure, me with my Barbie. And we were role playing. Like, we were... Yeah. We were pretending we were imagine we were using our imagination we're and i remember i had this moment where i my adult analytical brain stepped in they were like she was like what are you doing like you why are you playing why are you on your belly this isn't real like this is this is silly well we realized too because doing that being in that kind of imaginative play is quite vulnerable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even though children do it often and there it comes very naturally to them which is a great thing but it's it's a vulnerable thing to engage in Mm -hmm. right absolutely there definitely needs to be a level of trust like i've thought Mm. of doing this with my friends and there's a little bit uh, i i do want to do it but there's also a level of, of hesitancy because you're seeing a part of each other which you have never shown mm. before. At first, you feel silly, or yeah. like at first, I felt silly. Yeah. But then, when you move through that, like the si- that kind of wall of this is silly comes up because that adult in you is like, I don't want to go here. Yeah. Like this, there's there is a resistance yeah. because it is it is vulnerable and it is open and yeah, yeah it's it's a window into yourself and the person that you're playing with that you have not seen yeah or rarely see or you know it, it's unless you're actively cultivating that kind of stuff and you get to share that stuff with people all the time but you and i hadn't ever done that together never ever <sighs> and i would go so far to say as a lot of people have never done mm-hmm. that together people who are in relationships um, have a lot of people probably have never gotten down on their bellies on the floor and actually engage in imagination, pretend play, mm-hmm. fully immersed. And that's what we did. And and it was wonderful. Like it was, there was no uh, force or, or, or mm-hmm. like forcing that play to come out. It was just there. It was just, you know, when you tap into that creative zone when you're writing or for me when I'm painting, and you're not forcing anything. It's just all coming forward. That's what it felt like. It felt like I had mm. opened up the same kind of well of yeah. creativity. Just because that, play is creativity. Yeah. Right? So anyway, we were playing and then we we cut out of it and decided that we wanted to go on to the next part of our night, which we had decided after we bought the lightsabers what we wanted to do. Which lit up. They light oh, up. man. And we both got the same lightsaber. Same. We both got Luke Skywalker. And we lightsaber. didn't know. I went and picked out the red one and put it in my cart. And then I was like, no, wait, I don't want red. I want green. 
Which was Darth Vader's lightsaber, the red one. Yeah. Which I was I was drawn to first too. That's so funny. And I was like, no, I want Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, same. That's so funny. And we didn't find out until the very end when we both saw yeah. each other. We're like, you got a lightsaber? So did I. <laughs> <laughs> so we finished playing and then we had decided after we had bought everything, when we were in the parking lot um, after the toy store, we had decided actually to... Once we, um, after we had gotten home and played with our toys, that we were going to go and take our lightsabers and duel in a field at night. And that's exactly what we did. And I can honestly say it was the greatest fucking thing (laughs) we have ever done. (laughs) And I want to do it again so badly. Like it was, we were walking down there. I, I, I felt like also like I felt like simultaneously like a child, a teenager, and then me, Sarah. And like all mm. of them were together and all of them were present. And there was this feeling of wholeness. Like I was because I had opened up all these different channels and I was expressing myself in all these different ways, yeah. I felt entirely present. I get that. I had not thought of that before, but I get that because it's like we were out late. Um so you were drinking. I had a toke. I had a joint with me. So there's adult versions. And then we were out late. We were going out somewhere at night with our friends. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah. And we're going to have lightsaber duels. Which is the child. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Right? So it's like all aspects of yourself coming into one. And as we were walking down there, we were both so giddy. And it just felt, it felt both like, um, um, like... Like you, as if you're snooping through the presents uh, before Christmas, like you're doing something that you're not supposed to do, or it's kind of cheeky, or you're kind of like, I don't know, you know, you're being a little bit silly or not mm. silly, but I can't think of the word. I just remember walk, like walking down there and being so giddy, so giddy with life and like fulfillment and abundance. And then we got to the, the field. It was like, we just knew exactly what to do. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. got there and I think we sat down and I, and I opened up my beer and you, you stoked and then we got up and we just started dueling and we just started like, like going and like, you know, um, waving them around the and, and jumping and kicking and like doing so many cool things like almost like acrobatics in, in a sense. And, you know, acrobatics mixed with ninja mixed with like medieval and it was it was just so much fun. It really, really, really was. And uh, yeah, I had a great time. And also, you're like an amazing swordsmith. Like, I think that this is something that you should take up full time. <laughs> I mean, not full time, but <laughs> playing with lightsabers. Playing with lightsabers. Playing with swords. I don't know, man. Like, you are very graceful. Very graceful. When I was watching you, I was peeing in the bushes, <laughs> and I was watching Ollie with both lightsabers, and it was, it like looked as if I was watching uh, simultaneously a circus um, show, a Pink Floyd show, and (laughs) (laughs) and the most badass, tall, ninja, white ninja man. (laughs) It was was really, really cool. So, um, yeah, play. Get out and play. Play with your kids, play with yourself, play with your partner, play with your friends play and and whatever way and all the ways go climb a rock 
Go run through a field and do cartwheels. I think part, yeah, you just, okay, when you just said that there, go climb a rock, that reminded me of the other night when I went out for, when I went out for a walk uh, a couple of Wednesdays ago. And one of the things, you know that big rock on the corner mm-hmm. of, on the way to the lake? Mm-hmm. And Henry loves to sit on it. Oh, and yeah. so does Roland. Number 72. Yeah. And like the adult in me is, I was like, all right, come on off the rock. Let's go. Mm. But when I went, when I was walking out that night and I saw the rock, I walked past it and I was like, uh-uh. I turned around and I went and stood on top of it. I was just like, I get it. Like, yeah. So I think That's playing, awesome. like there's... For some reason, when we get as we get older, at least I have put up this series, these series of mental blocks to play, or and I think a lot of it kind of starts with just doing that thing that's completely harmless that I don't let myself do because I'm not supposed to because it's silly because I'm too old for mm. that or whatever. Um. Like standing on that rock hurts nobody. Mm. It's so big. Nothing you can't break it. Right? So Yeah, so I think that kind of play I don't know, like maybe be other people listening are like me and that, that they've got those kind of those resistances to doing it. I think a lot of us do. Mm. Oh th- my question is why do you think that when we become adults, why do you think that we create this resistance against play? Like, when do you think, first of all, when do you think, wait, I think I have two questions. When do you think you first became resistant to play? Around what age? And why do you think you created that resistance? I think it happened early for me. Um, I can't remember how old I was. 11. I'd say between 9 and 12. Really? And I'm remembering that conversation that I had with a friend of mine, Carl, on the phone, who <laughs> asked me if I... Carl. <laughs> who I forgot a lot Carl. of that. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Fuck. Such a great job. Um, who asked me if I wanted to go to the woods with him and burn things. And I said, no, Carl, that's really irresponsible. Why would I want to do that? And I said goodnight to him and I did not go <laughs> into the woods and hang out with him and burn things. No, Carl. Good night, Good sir. Good night, sir. That is for children. And I said, to, it's funny because I said to you when we we're out having our lightsaber duel and that I kind of missed the rebellious teenage phase in my mm, life. Mm-hmm. Like I did not go through that. Yeah. Um, and, and at least not to the extent that is typical, like the Hollywood kind of teenager anyway. Did you start, did you stop believing in Santa around this age? Uh, I was probably, I was 12, 13, yeah, when I stopped being Santa. I was pretty and old. And We talked about that the other week. I was pretty old. When, so I'm wondering if this all is like in conjunction, like maybe 
we lose play mm-hmm. when we step more into um puberty like when we start experiencing puberty yeah and i think for me so i was going to say it's like why did i why put those kind of resistances up i think just the messaging the the conditioning that we receive as children as we're growing up is that we are supposed to start taking life gradually more seriously for some reason Mm. be more responsible for things act your age Mm. right like act your age at 10 which is what a small adult yeah right (laughs) No, it's a child. A ten year old is a child. Yeah. Um and I don't know I don't know why that is, especially after reading, you know, I read a lot of Alan Watts. And so a lot of his work is about understanding that you really don't need to take life seriously. And I have for a long time. I've taken it real seriously. I remember my when grandma came to visit for our for our wedding. And she wrote in mom and dad's guest book, she said, Oliver, stop being so serious. Hmm. And um, so I think that's just that messaging of the being responsible of growing up. And, you know, just hearing those messages from my parents of, you know, we'll start treating you like an adult if you can show us that you do this or that or whatever. Because as you're growing up, you kind of want more freedom and you want more um more trust and responsibility as you're as you're growing up as mm-hmm. i did again um i wanted to show my parents that i could be trusted to go out and do this or whatever um so there's kind of like that having to step into this role that in order to obtain further adult freedoms or something mm. right um yeah, what, wh- why are we all in this pursuit to be older, to be, to be more respectable, to be more responsible? Like, why are we, like, I remember feeling that when I was a teenager. I wanted to be taken seriously so badly. You know, I was the baby of the family, and I was always seen as that, as the baby of the family. And little Sarah, and, you know, I had three older siblings, and all of their friends would look at me as the baby sister. And I so desperately wanted to be taken seriously and seen as and treated as a little bit older than I was and I craved it and I couldn't wait to be an adult and I couldn't wait to be 19 and then I couldn't wait to be 25 and then I kind of stopped you know around that age of because I got pregnant very shortly after 26 I got pregnant and and then reality sets in of like oh shit I'm an adult now like I'm a full-fledged adult. I'm becoming a mother. But I definitely, like going back to puberty, I left behind all forms of play. Until like when I got drunk, I would climb trees and I would go running in fields. And, you know, when I was at a party, I would do stuff like that. Same. Yeah. I remember uh, Alice's fancy dress party. Was it Alice's or Ellie's fancy dress party when we were... 15 maybe 16 and i was dressed up as peter pan (laughs) Uh, and to avoid having to wear shoes because peter pan didn't really wear shoes i had three pairs of socks on so i ran down the street drunk after this party full tilt in just three pairs of socks and felt like i was flying yeah because i was so light Mm. that was wonderful i wonder if that's why so many people you know, drinking really uh, lowers a lot of your inhibitions and a lot of your uh, roles and 
you kind of forget mm. about all those titles and responsibilities mm. that you have. You know, you get a little bit looser around the edge. And I wonder if what what wonder if that's maybe one of the reasons why people enjoy drinking so much is that you kind of lose that responsibility and you get mm. to fall into the the kind of core parts of you. I mean, that's why people always say, like, when you're drinking, you're more likely to tell the truth. Mm. It's funny. I'm just having this weird feeling. It's like as a child, we want to grow up so badly because we want the freedoms that are afforded to us by adulthood. We want to be able to go places. We want to be able to buy things and do things without other people telling us we can't or can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, we want so desperately to escape those responsibilities and that structure because all we really want is to be free of all that and yeah. just go back to being a kid yeah. so that we don't have to worry about bills and we don't have to worry about money. We don't have to worry about having to do things as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> It's like the child wants to grow up and the, the adult wants to grow down. Grow down. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why play is really important because that gets awakens the inner child in the adult which allows you to just be happy with where you are yeah yeah and allows you to be playing and playful in your everyday life if you consciously let the inner child come forward if you consciously choose to play you become you you integrate that part of yourself and you allow more space for that creativity for free free flow for sensuality you know all of these things are linked and that's Mm -hmm. Something that I've been trying to wrap my head around um, over these last couple of weeks, you know, since we've been diving into the inner child work and then we were diving into play and, you know, all the work I'm doing around sexuality and all of the, the creativity that I have in my life, I'm discovering that all of these things are linked mm. and I am trying to find the language to describe it and I'm trying to find the language to, to interpret this and articulate what I'm noticing and maybe you, the philosopher, can help me out with that because, like I said to you the other day, philosophers are the people who describe the indescribable or undescribable. Um, but yeah, I'm discovering that this is like a core part of everybody. And once you tap into one of them, you kind you open the pathway to tapping into another. That's what mm. I've been discovering. Like I first tapped into my sexuality two years ago. By doing the Estelle Thompson's She Quest and then Momgasm and blah, 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 blah. Here we are today. Sexuality, once I tapped into that, that created a pathway to uh, sensuality, to re- to reconnecting to my creativity like never before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm tapping into inner child, tapping into play, and... It's just really interesting seeing how they're all connected. So, yeah. so same question to you then. How old were you, and why do you think you put up these resistances? I, th- I, I like you. I don't think I can think of an age. I'm, I'm gonna say. I was likely around. It was likely around puberty. That I started to to lose that sense of play and when i think of play when i when i think of like the genuine play that i experience as a child and when i say that i mean like role playing and imagination and with um, toys with toys because there's you know there's also playing sports 
and there's also yeah. you know that kind of stuff which i did for a long time like com- competition or game yeah yeah i was always really sporty kid and um so but i think like the imagination that part that may have happened around I would say around the same age, around like 10 or 11, which is really striking to think about. Yeah. I mean, like when you think about logistically, logically, realistically, practically, (laughs) all those things, it makes sense because like, you know, when you are a preteen, you know, you're hitting puberty and then full-fledged 13-year-old, you're like, yeah, boys, yeah, oh my God. But I don't know. It, it just strikes me as, as kind of sad that I stopped playing like that at um, such a young age. But I remember, you know, I really loved to pretend that I was a singer or a dancer. And I would make up all these, these, these like scenarios in my head and act them out with my friends or with my Barbies. And, and, I would climb my tree and think I was Storm from X-Men and think I could control the wind and I would sit in the highest branch of the tree and shake the branches and and simulate the sound of wind and rain and then I would I would yell into the heavens and say I call down the wind and the rain <laughs> like and I loved it. I felt like I was a witch. You know, I would sit in the woods and I I would find pots you know, just laying around the woods because we had pretty big woods in my backyard and people would, would go in there and camp out. And so I would find all kinds leave of random pots. stuff. Yeah, leave their pots and shoes and, and like people, people built cabins, like teenagers would build cabins in the woods and oh. leave a bunch of cool stuff. And I would raid it all the time. And I was always scared shitless that they'd find me and beat me up. <laughs> but I would find all this stuff and I would bring it back. I had this little, like, this little witch's hut that was right in the start of the woods of my backyard, like right in the front. And I had a cauldron and I would put stuff in it and I would say all of these like little, I don't even know what they were. I would just recite these things and think that I was making all this stuff. And I, I just remember being so absorbed in it, like so in mo in the mode of belief, like I believed it. And like, that feeling I can feel it in my heart. Like I can feel it so it's that feeling is still very raw and still very, very beautiful and sweet to me. Like there's something still very nourishing about mm. that, that memory and those, the, that memory of that play and those experiences. So yeah, I, the reason why I gave, gave it up is I'm going to say is because you know, around that age, around 10, eight and 10, I did have my first experience of of negative sexuality. And so sexuality, I think perhaps may have popped that bubble, that, that innocent childish bubble for me, where I had to, where I was initiated into the adult world a little bit too soon, a little bit too to two before my time but you know like you you, you kind of stopped playing around the same age but i think but i'm i'm interested in the in in puberty playing into it and sexuality playing into it and i'm wondering if that's 
because those are such raw and full on and intense transitions from being a child and being childish to then feeling arousal and your hormones and mm. and all of that i think that that is kind of an initiatory or, or an end to an end to one phase of your life and initiation into the next and so play kind of falls at the wayside because that's childish that's childish and you yeah. you are noticing your body now and you're noticing your friends bodies now and you're caring more about your appearance now and mm. you know it's the start of kind of the the lover archetype in in you and um yeah interesting I'm not sure i agree with you about the start of the lover archetype because i find that the lover is active in play and connection but well for me if, if i'm talking about the like goddess archetypes then mm. i would say that would be the beginning of aphrodite okay and i would equate aphrodite with a lover yeah okay fair enough yeah understand that yeah do you want to play yeah let's play <laughs> enough about talking about play let's why don't we actually, actually play? play oh my god all right you go first okay i'll go first so i just want to remind everybody we are playing would i lie to you this is a english game uh it's really funny it's a tv show you should watch it um so we basically wrote up a list of a bunch of lies and truths and we are going to take turns reading uh and we're not, the other person's not going to know whether it's a lie or a truth we, it was really hard to write these because we've been together for almost half of our lives so we know quite a bit about each other <laughs> yeah what won't you know i'm gonna give you a heads up there's there's some tricks in here. Oh, yeah. I, I did some tricky things, oh. too. Oh. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna. I was as tricky with reality as I could be. I don't know why, but S Club I'd, 7 just popped in my head. S Club. We played that. We, know, play we did. We put that album on, and I was just like, oh, my God. We were, we were driving to Toys R Us. That was playing. And there were songs on that that came on that I have not heard for 20 years and somehow I still know you the still words. Do them, but they, it's, it's embedded. Embedded in your DNA. <laughs> you passed down the S Club 7 DNA Ooh. to our children. <laughs> I wonder if we played it if, if Henry and Roland would just be like, I know this song. <laughs> just standing there singing, yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the S. They jump up do the S. <sighs> All right, you go first. Okay. <clears throat> I've been in my local newspaper s at least six times. True or false? Local being wherever you're living at the time or Westville? Westville. Okay. What were they for? Um, one of them was for birth <laughs> when I was born. Okay. <laughs> one of them was for uh, Little Miss Pageant. Yeah. The other one was for the Terry Fox run. Okay. The other one was for <laughs> being a false jumper attempt. Okay. The other one was for Westville pageant. And then the other one was for, I think, our engagement. Yeah, that's true then. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Foxy, this is hard. It's like. Okay. It is hard. It is very difficult. 
<laughs> Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> this game is funny. Okay. All right. So I have never told you this, but I had surgery to remove a third nipple when I was younger. And that's why I get a spot in the same place on my chest every year. How old were you when this happened? I was six. You were six? I was six. And uh, did did you have an issue with this third nipple? Yeah, I didn't really like it very much. What, why, what was it about the third nipple you didn't like? Well, it was the third one, <laughs> and everybody else I knew had two. But you were six. I mean, how many other people did you know were you talking about nipples with? Well, we, I could see in the changing rooms during swimming every Friday when we would go to Heinrich Swimming Pool to swim with the school class. And we'd walk up there and we'd hold hands going up. Uh, what was your Luffer Road? How come your mom and dad have never told me this? Why would they? Well, it seems like a pretty big thing to do. A six-year-old getting surgery on his third nipple. Well, it was just, I was really upset about it. No one else had one. I wanted it gone. What? How long were you in recovery? (laughs) (laughs) I was only in the hospital for a day. I think a day or two. How long did it take? A day or two. The surgery. Oh. <laughs> this is one difficult nipple to remove. We need backup. Uh, I don't know. I was put under. You were put under. Yeah. Six years old, you had a third nipple removed, and I've never heard of it until now. Yeah. Why do you think you never seen any pictures of me shirtless before I was six? Why wouldn't your brother Charlie have ever told me this? Because they were all sworn to secrecy. That's bullshit. False. Yeah, it's false. Ah! Uh, <laughs> as soon as you said that, they're all sworn to secrecy. I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have heard of it. Okay, you ready? The first time I did acid, I took two two tabs and went swimming with a beaver. I feel like I remember you telling me this. You took two tabs. <gasps> no, wait. Wasn't the first time you did asses you also did ecstasy? I don't know. Was it? Yeah, no. <laughs> I took two. No. First time so I did Where acid, did you go swimming? Uh, we went swimming at West River Falls. West River Falls. I've never heard of this place. Where is this place? It's in Pictou County. There's a waterfall. That's convenient. That's convenient. Okay. How old were you? Uh, 16, 17? Yeah. 15? Maybe younger? And you went swimming with a beaver? Yes. Was the beaver already in the water or did it... Did it you ask it to join you already as you were in getting the water. in? I was swimming in the water, minding my own business on acid, and... <laughs> And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm I'm doing the backstroke, full-on backstroke. I look over to my left, and uh, no joke, the beaver is, like, l- less than a foot away from me. And his head is right there, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a beaver! <laughs> and I, all my friends were like, get out of the water! Beavers are precious! So I'm like, no, it's fine. It's just a beaver. 
and uh, the beaver and I swam together. We swam together for like probably five minutes. So I feel like this is one of the tricks that you've put in there because I do distinctly remember you saying that the first time you did acid, you also were on ecstasy. So I don't think you took two tabs, but the beaver sounds familiar. It's true. The beaver was there. I remember his face. I'll never forget looking at his eyes. So can I say true false? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your final answer? I think it's false because I don't think it was two tabs of acid. You're right. It's false. You were correct, though. So it is true false. It It was a trick. Yeah. First time I did acid, I also took ecstasy. But the beaver story is also true. Told ya. I may have also been high on something and drunk. Wow, how well do I know you that I know your tricks? Wow. Wow. You know me. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, for a few months when I was about 15, I put toothpaste on my spots because another kid told me it worked. Um, this sounds pretty legitimate. I've actually done this. Oh, have you? Yeah. As a teenager. Yeah. So I'm just going to cut this off short and sweet and say that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of a lame one. I didn't think it would be that easy, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. I tried to see Rihanna live in concert, but left right before she came on. Where? Here in Halifax. You tried to see Rihanna in concert when? Summer of 2016. Sorry, 2006. Hmm. Convenient. (laughs) Just before I moved here. Yes, it's true. And she was playing. uh, What was the concert called? Uh, It was. It's no longer going anymore. It used to be a reoccurring concert. Uh. Halifax, I don't remember, Pop Fest? No. Halifax Pop Explosion? No, it wasn't a Pop Explosion, no. It was something else. I think this is another true-false. I think that it is false that you tried to go and see Rihanna in Halifax, but it is true because you did end up leaving before Metallica went on concert when we went to the Battle of the Bands. That is true. Is this your final answer? What's your final answer? False, because there's no way you would have left before Rihanna came on. It's true, motherfucker! <gasps> I know, I was pissed. I will never, ever... Why did you leave? I didn't want to leave. I did not want to leave. But my butthead friends, for whatever reason, wanted to leave. They just had enough of the concert. They didn't want to be there anymore. Right before Rihanna came on. The main act. And it was when she had the umbrella signal. Yeah, it was that was that that was two thousand six. Like, and they were. We watched every other shitty act, and then we were all having a good time. And then one of my friends, she was there with her boyfriend, and she was like, "I want to go. I want to leave now. I don't want to be here." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Rihanna's about to come on." And she's like, "No, we're going. If you don't come, then you're stranded in Halifax." And I was like, "You're literally gonna strand? Like, just leave me here?" I paid for this ticket. They're like, yeah, you're coming or not. Wow. 
And so I had to leave because they were only my ride home. My only ride home. Wow. And I saw Rihanna come on stage as I was walking away. That sucks. It does suck. I'm still butthurt about that. Uh, yeah. Didn't get to live out my Rihanna, my Rihanna fantasy. Uh, I'm sorry. At 17. Yeah, it sucks. <sighs> All right. Uh, uh, I once almost saw Rihanna in concert and... <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> 16-year-old Ali in England. Uh, same year. Yeah, same year. It was the Umbrella Tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom used to buy me girls' underwear for years thinking it was boys' underwear. Oh, my God. I kind of feel like this is true. Okay, wait. What color were the underwear? Well, there was. it happened for years, so there was many different colors, but white with pink on them and stuff and blue how did you know what was made it difficult what what was the day you found out that they were describe to me the day you found out that they were girls underwear so i just put on this cute little pair of white underwear and i wore wire fronts as a kid like i didn't wear boxes and this is what's sparked the transition to boxer briefs for me because I was like uh uh-uh, uh no more uh, and then as I got older I also realized that there are girl boxes I just did I thought if I wear boxes or briefs that I would never run the risk of wearing girls underwear again um, so I put on this uh, they were white with blue on them like b- blue elastic uh, and they had a little ribbon on it and I thought that was just cool and normal kind of thing um until something i just got tipped off and i was like hang on a minute i think it was because like maybe i'd seen similar stuff in the girls section flipping through the cat like the argos catalog or something argos is like sears yeah um and uh yeah so i was just like hang on a minute this looks this doesn't feel right anymore um so I I was just kinda like, yeah. How old were you? Uh eight, nine. So from the time of your birth not from the time of like being well, I wasn't like potty trained. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> to eight or nine, you were wearing yeah. girls' underwear. Well, she bought me girls' underwear, like interchangeably with boys' underwear. Right? Uh-huh. Well, wouldn't you have noticed that there was a difference? Because boys' underwear have a Y kind of front on them, and girls' underwear doesn't. Well, I didn't. And and that's not true of all men or boys' underwear. Maybe here, but not there. Like, not all my underwear had Ys in it. They were just pants. <laughs> <laughs> And not trousers. Yeah, but aren't all boys' underwear designed a way to hold your balls and penis a certain way? Yeah, but they don't all have that Y in the penis pocket. Like, some of them are just flat. The same as girls' underwear. No, because boys' underwear need to make room for their balls and penis, whereas girls' underwear doesn't. Boys Would have been tighter. No, boys' underwear isn't... Boys... 
This is false. I want to try to. I want to try to say. I can't say what I'm going to say about. Is it false? Yeah, it's false. Yeah, it's fucking false. How'd you go in though? No, you didn't. I did. As soon as you said the little blue ribbon, I was like, "Oh, this is false." Yeah, I'm thinking, how much can I get away with? Uh, how far to push it? Okay. I had two online boyfriends. One from Australia and the other from Canada. True. Are you going to ask me any questions? No, it's true. Mm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, I remember you racking up the long distance bill talking to your boyfriend in Australia. No. I called him once. And it was with permission. I racked up the long distance bill probably by calling my boyfriend from Canada because uh, he lived in Ontario. Okay. Stefan. Stefan. And my boyfriend from Australia was Zach. And he really liked. What was the band he really liked? They were kind of like indie. Was it Massive Attack? Maybe it was Massive Attack. Were you online dating them at the same time? I'm not sure. It was around the same time. So whether I dumped one. Move straight on to the next. Move straight on to the next one. Because it was Zach. I remember Zach and then Stefan. And me and Stefan, we went steady online for about a year. Really? For about a year we went steady. Calling each other. Messaging each other. Remember he he really liked Incubus. As much as I did. We bonded over Incubus. Nice. I mean, who didn't have online relationships? Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was your most memorable one? Amy. You never told me about Amy. Because it was never really official. Tell me. I was like 15 or 16. Where was she from? Blackpool. Oh. Oh. How far away is Blackpool from where you lived? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I have no idea about the job. She did uh, ask me once to go visit her. Really? How long did you guys date each other? Again, it wasn't really official. It wasn't really dating. We just talked and stuffs online. Ooh, what is stuffs? Webcam stuffs. Oh! (laughs) Damn, I never even went that far with either of my boyfriends. Do tell. (laughs) (coughs) Wait. (coughs) Are you lying or are you telling the truth right now? Ooh. (laughs) Are you lying? No, this is true. Oh. Give me, give me a. uh, All right. Give me another one. Uh, When my big toenail came off when I was four, I ate it. Oh my god, that's disgusting. (laughs) That's revolting. <laughs> That's so disgusting. I I mean like you're the memory that you have as a four year old can't be that good that you would remember eating your toenail, but also eating your toenail is a pretty memorable thing. So then I'm like, what does age even matter? What did it taste like? Gross. What did you do? Did you eat it? 
And then what happened? That was it. You didn't. I ate it. You didn't have a reaction to it. You didn't spit well, it out. I made a face. Did you tell your mom? I had to. Why? Well, she wanted to know where my toenails was. <laughs> this is revolting. I hope this is false. Is this false? Yeah, it's false. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Okay. I once flashed an entire bar in a town on Vancouver Island. Do tell. <laughs> so, me and my friend Angel from Katinovic. We were uh, we were having a good night, you know. We were we were feeling ourselves, eighteen years old, living the good life, and uh, we were at a bar. Got pretty drunk, and we had made pretty good friends with the bartender at this point. We we've been to the bar a few times. He liked us. We liked him, and we were pretty friendly with the bar staff. Uh, I decided out of my drunken state that it would be a really good idea to stand on top of the bar and flash the entire bar and get free drinks and it worked i got a bunch of free drinks that's the story true final answer yeah false (gasps) it didn't happen in vancouver island it happened in quebec i knew it damn it when you said Vancouver Island, I was like, ah, was it in Quebec? The story is true, but it happened that. in a different province. I do remember that. Yep. <sighs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> uh, I've broken a mirror every seven years by accident since I was 10. The first one happening in Scotland. You've broken a mirror every what? Every seven years. Every seven years. Yeah. The first one happening when you were 10. Yeah. In Scotland. Yeah. So the second one would have happened when you were 17. Yeah. Tell and me then the next one happened when I was 24. No, it didn't. I was with you. When did you broke, break a mirror t- when you were 24? Okay. So when we were 24, we were living in... Uh, where were we living? Halifax. Yeah. We are um, so it was a little pocket hand one that you had in your purse. I would remember that. Yeah. It was pretty indiscreet. I threw it away. No, I would remember that. And I would know because the only pocket mirror that I would have in my purse is that antique one. And I took that out of my purse because it had scratches on it. You had another one. You didn't have it for very long. Okay. So seven years later. It's 31. I've yet to break one since April. So what mirror did you break at 17? Uh, it was at my grandparents, uh, Grandma and Granddad, Barry, Pauline. It was in Granddad's room. Hmm. This is a tricky one. Mm. This is totally plausible. And if, it's pl- and if it is true, it's kind of eerie that it's true. Right. Because if you break a mirror, what is that saying? You have bad you luck. You seven s- years bad luck. Seven years bad luck. Since you were I'm ten. due to break one. Or have you broken the <sighs> curse? I've broken the spell. 
going to take a chance and say true. Final answer? Final answer. False. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I wanted it to be true. <laughs> I wanted to l- believe <laughs> in this tale. <laughs> the, it was true that I did break a mirror in Scotland. Yeah. On the Isle of Harris. And the mirror in my purse was false. Yeah, I made that up and made you believe it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm so gullible. <laughs> All right, how many do I have left? I've got three left. I, oh, I've got a few. Well, we'll go to the end of mine. Okay. Pick my good ones then. I once. <coughs> I once. Oh, this is false. If ever it starts with, if you've never played or watched, would I lie to you? If it starts with I once, it's usually false. Or is it? I once ran around town at night, dressed as a cat, and dispersed my overflowing garbage bags uh, into other people's yards. (laughs) Uh, Why did you have overflowing garbage bags? Uh, Because this is when um, I lived in Quebec during Kativavik, and we missed garbage day a couple days, a couple times. And uh, in a house full of 12 people. Yeah, in a house of 12 people, we had a lot of garbage. And I remember our garbage was overflowing. We probably had about 10 bags. And so a group of us, one night, decided to go on a mission. And I was dressed as a cat. And we dispersed our garbage all over Quebec. The town of Sorel Tracy, Quebec. What color was the cat costume? I had a black uh, thermal shirt on. I had my really cute American Eagle ripped jeans on and a cat hat. A cat hat. Cat hat. Explain the cat hat. <laughs> the cat hat. It's we actually still have the cat hat. It's in the trunk. It's a it's a hat that's beige and it's got ears on it and a little hole for my face. I look quite cute in it. Yeah, it was a it was a good escapade. I want to say true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I vaguely remember an image of you in the cat hat with makeup on. I think in a van. No. No. There is a picture of us in our old house in Quebec. Yeah. The group of us who did it, and I am dressed in my attire mm. along with everyone else. Oh, it was when you got home. Yeah. 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 Good one. That's good. That's true. Uh, okay. I kind of want to incorporate more anal play into our sex life. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I hope that's true. <laughs> okay. What kind of anal play? Um, with yeah, fingers. Oh, okay. Maybe some toys. Yeah. A little bit of licky licky, maybe. On me or you? I'm thinking about it mostly on you, but I have thought about it on me, uh-huh. which is I've got a much hairier butt than you. Yeah, there might, might need to be some maintenance before that goes down. Okay. Yeah, we could uh, mow the lawn a bit. We're talking about toys? Yeah. The little one, the little blue one we've got. How come you never told me this before? Because I for the like longest time, you were like, eh, not really into anal. True. And you're always like, eh, the poop. 
<laughs> like your live show, that's all you talked about. Ah, oh, the boob everywhere. Yeah, well, um, you know, yeah, it's true. But I feel like I have talked about this before and brought it up. I've you have been talking about how you've been more exploratory with yourself, mm-hmm. but I always kind of thought that when you did uh, happen to grace my butthole with your thumb, that it was more so because you knew that I enjoyed it. So you did it out of p- pleasing me. Sorry, I'm burping a lot. Of undigested emotions. So confused. <laughs> <laughs> but you're telling me that all this time, you've been secretly thinking, not oh, all, I like no, the No, no, no. Not stuff. all this time. Okay. Not all this time. And knowing that you kind of like it has opened me up to wanting to try it more. Cool. I'm going to say true. 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 Fuck yeah. We're doing bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty twenty, stuff. Can I do? Can I go again? Because I do have more than you. I think. Uh, no, we're gonna take a turn. Okay. Take a turn here. Okay. So <coughs> wow, mine are a lot. Of, a lot of mine are about Quebec. I sang on stage. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I sang on stage with a French band in rural Quebec and didn't know any of the words or French. Well, you did know French when you were living in Quebec. Very little. Enough to get by. Where was this? Rural Quebec. No idea where. It was in like, it honestly, it was buttfuck nowhere Quebec. It was when I was billeting. Okay. Yeah, you were at your billet house? Yeah. Or was I? That could be a lie. I don't know. Okay. It was rural Quebec. And what was the song? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, I <laughs> didn't French, know what they were singing. Idea. So how did you get on stage? Um, because of my kick-ass dance moves. Okay, so you were at a, a bar, concert. club. It a was concert. actually a church. It was a church. You were at a... No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a church. <laughs> you were at a church concert. Yes, in rural Quebec. At night? Mm-hmm. On a Sunday morning? No, it was at night. Whole town was there. Why were you there? <laughs> it was a concert, a band, a band, a really good band, good folk band. I tell you, they had me dancing, they had me up. I was the only one dancing. I can see this so true. False. <gasps> <laughs> Got me. It's a trick, though. Is it a trick? It was a trick. All of it is true. But I did not get on stage and sing. Everything else is true. Really? Yeah. So, you're almost right. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. When I was born, is that what you just said? No, I said that one was boring. You'll know that one right away. Uh, Okay, let's go with this one. Goblins turned me on. Where's the story? Just straight up. Goblins turned me on. True or false? Ask me about it. Okay, wait. Are we talking like... Okay, hold on. 
Are we talking like Lord of the Ring goblins? Are we talking like Jim Henson goblins? Are we talking about like, I don't know, any other type of goblins that you'd find under a bridge? Fucking. Those are usually trolls. <laughs> trolls, whatever. Define your. Per- <laughs> okay, here's the question. Define your perfect goblin. Please. It's going to be quite difficult. Oh, no, it's not. There are many types of goblins. Oh, you have many types. No, there are many types of goblins. But what's your perfect right, well, goblin my type? My perfect goblin. Um, the, the long, crookedy nose kind of thing. Got to be part of it. Like the, the evil glare. Green skin, preferably. Um. It can be wearing armor or not armor, like that medieval feel, battley thing. Kind what of cool. what is the sex of the goblin? What is the sex of the goblin? The s- yeah, what uh, is there? Male, actually. Male. Yeah, there aren't many female goblins. You could imagine it. I could. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're what you're describing sounds like a pretty realistic J.R.L. Tolkien goblin. Yeah. This is what you go for, eh? Yeah. How come you've never told me that you want me to dress up as a goblin? It's a bit embarrassing. What gets you off in particular about goblins? I think it's their their intensity. Describe to me your your describe to me your perfect goblin fantasy. No, that is that's too private to utter here. No. <laughs> <laughs> There are no, there are no privacy rules in this game. <laughs> You're an open book. You have to dig deep. My perfect goblin fantasy. Yeah, stop stalling for time. Come on. <laughs> you sure Give you don't want to guess? Do you want to no, I, wa- I want uh, you to elaborate okay. what your juiciest goblin <laughs> fantasy looks like. <laughs> are we in Mordor? <laughs> Uh, we're in a we're in a deep cavern. Ooh, I already like like the a cavernous dungeon. There's is chains. It moist? <laughs> is moist? it moist? Yeah. yeah, there's like a drippy drip, damp mm. air. Well, I don't know if I want the drip drip. Okay, go on. Sorry. Uh, this is your fantasy. I shouldn't be interrupting. Stop interrupting my sorry. fantasy. Okay, continue. You can do yours after. I don't have a golden fantasy. Well, if you did, you <laughs> could describe your perfect. One, um, there's, it's dark, you know, there's t- flickering torchlight, right? So it's a bit romantic in that way. Um, and there's a table, an old wooden rickety table with a tablecloth on it because they've been eaten or just finished dinner. <laughs> uh, and I come down into the dungeon and I see that they've all just been finishing dinner. And uh, they come over and they look at me and they look me up and down and sniff me as if I'm next kind of thing. Oh, so they've eaten a human? Probably, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay, so this is like a... They're, like they're a meat eaters, this, right? Oh, okay, so yeah. this is a cannibal they sort of fantasy. Well, no, no, not really, because I'm, I'm not a goblin. It's the threat of cannibalism. There's a th- level of threat there. Well, no, again, I'm not a goblin, so there's no cannibalism at all. Yeah, but you're worried that they might eat you. Yeah, 
A little bit. So it's a bit scary. Yeah, so there's that, that heightened mm, heightened fear. awareness. Yeah, yeah. That awareness. Could get eaten. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one by one, they all turn around and bend over, and I stick my penis in their bums. Oh. Coming back to the butt stuff, are we? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've been really hiding this one. So do you think that's true or false, Sarah? I'd like to see this <laughs> fantasy animated, please. For I determine my answer. I don't have the skills for that. <laughs> Fucking false. Yeah. Thank God, eh? <laughs> what a statement. But, you know, if you've got... I was not expecting you to get me to do that. <laughs> that was for my enjoyment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You knew it was false, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, last, this is my last one. Okay. And then you can go one more time. Because I think we're getting low on time. Are we getting know. low? We're getting low on I time? Know. I don't I don't know. Let Are we running out of time? We're getting low on it. Is it an energy source? Okay, last one. Last one. I once returned a stolen pair of underwear that I stole to a store with no receipt and got full refund. Which store? Sears. When it used to be in Highland Square Mall. Okay. Um, what was the underwear? The underwear was... Uh, it was lacy, like lace, made of lace, mm-hmm. and it was blue and pink. And how old were you? 14 or 15. Interesting. Uh, did you get caught at any point? Uh, n- no, uh, not in that, not in that occasion, no different occasion. I, I, I did from the same store. I seem to remember you telling me it was Zellas that you stole from. Well, I've stolen from multiple stores as a teenager. Oh, okay. I was one of those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those dumb <laughs> teenagers that stole underwear. Uh, how much did you get for it? I got back, uh, I think it was, because it was lingerie, technically. Mm. And you know what, you know, just a single piece of lingerie, they can be expensive, especially going for the lacy kind. Can they? Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Yeah. And you're trying to buy a pair, like the whole ensemble, a bra and underwear, you might be spending upwards of like, I mean, it's Sears, but probably around the range of like 50 to 80 bucks. Wow. So the underwear I got back, I think it was like 25, 25 bucks I got back. Wow. Bras are usually a little more expensive. Yeah. Yo, yeah. That's fair. There's more to them. It's more yeah. More hmm. fabric. What did you go... Did, what did you buy with that money? Uh, I probably spent it on booze. What did you say when you didn't when the when you couldn't give them the receipt? Um, I just I told them that I lost it that I didn't have it with me. I mean, lots of people lose their receipts. And they gave all the you time. a cash refund. They did gave you me cash wasn't refund. in store credit. Nope, cash refund. That's very irresponsible of that cashier. Well, I mean, it's wild times back then. <laughs> The early 2000s. Sears. Is it true? False. No. Oh, <laughs> I tricked you again. <sighs> Actually, that was just a full false one. I stole, a lo- I stole lots of underwear, yeah, but I never tried to return it. Yeah, that's why it was... Well, good job. 
Yeah, man. Well done. And that was a real pair that I described to you that I stole, but I also stole the stole the bra with it. And that bra was my favorite bra. It was beautiful. Good job. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Last one. And then we'll wrap uh, this juicy bad boy up into a sausage bun. What? <laughs> Put some honey mustard on it. Oh, honey mustard. You love honey mustard. Oh, man, that honey mustard. Can't believe so Henry good. wanted to put honey mustard on his waffles again today. Yeah. I can. Kind of can, too. I kind of can. I mean, people eat, like, waffles and chicken, so, like, oh, my God, we should do that one night. Waffles and chicken and it's honey mustard. Oh so good. Mm. The uh, waffle and chicken poutine from Smokes. Yeah. Really good. Really, yeah, waffles are, like, one of those. Uh, waffles are, like, bread. You can just put waffles with anything. Yeah. Anything. I know. Curry? Maybe. It's, it soaks up stuff, it right? It soaks it up. It soaks it up. It's a pretty plain taste. It is a pretty plain taste. It's just, you know, kind of light, kind of wafery a little fluffy. bit. Fluffy. Not wafery at all. No. No. Crispy. Can be. Can be. <laughs> Can be. Doughy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I have masturbated on a plane. True. It was, and I think I know this is true because you did it when I was on a plane with you. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. You Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'd much rather hear it from no, you. No. No, tell me. Elaborate. Uh, yeah, it was when we were on our way home from England. And I was a bit drunk, actually, because of the free alcohol we'd been given because of our like Flight Plus package <laughs> that we got that we were super stoked about. Um, yeah. And I went to the bathroom, and I just had a... just came over me to to do what I'd never done. How did it feel? Felt like wanking in a plain toilet. Was it enjoyable? Yeah. Uh. Uh, uh. It was kind of like, oh, I've done that now. <laughs> my, my question is, how come you didn't come and ask me? I should have. To join you. In retrospect, I totally would have. Or was the thrill of doing it in secrecy, was that was that what you were after? No, I mean, no, no. Um, I mean, I don't think we were at that point in our relationship where I could have come to you with something like that. Mm. Anyway, I know I, I was not, I don't think I would have been comfortable. True. I probably that. wouldn't have been comfortable if you asked. No, exactly. So I think I just cut my losses and was just like, yippee. <laughs> yeah. Just by the sincerity of the story, this is true. And I kind of faintly remember this. <sighs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I totally knew it. Sploosh. 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 Thank you, Air Canada. Thank you, Oliver, for recording this episode with me tonight. Another Dagasm episode for the mm, for the for the masses. And you know what? We it wasn't it wasn't uh wasn't heavy. We did it. High five. Yeah. We, we can do levity. We can do levity. We can do happy stuff. We can do, we're not all. 
We're not super serious and sensitive sad and sad all the time. I mean, yeah, we cry a lot. And I do cry a lot. I do cry a lot. Cry. We we do talk about a lot of deep stuff a lot. And I guess this is our this is a reminder to ourselves. Yes, I think, more than anything, especially me because I it's very easy for me to get wrapped up in the seriousness and doing the work, and I can forget to break it up a little bit and take a break. Mm-hmm. So this has been a good reminder. Good. To like, there's a part of me that's like, when are we gonna have the serious conversation, Oliver? Right, but there, I'm. I'm glad that we. It's been, it's been fun. It's been fun to play with you, Sarah. It's always fun to play with you, and I'm glad that we've opened up this part of our relationship recently. I think we've always had fun with each other. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think we're, we are having fun with one another, and in more authentic, not authentic, more deeper ways. Yeah. I guess like they're just coming from like a more like open part of ourselves. Yeah. Like they're a little no bit more embarrassment. Inten- no, and they're a little bit more intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's not just having fun. It's like we are. Yeah. Being like, let's let's go have a light. And it's not being silly to be sexy. It's not being right. silly to impress the other person yeah. or to like, you know, yeah, like to win their favor or whatever. Because mm. I think that. We definitely have done that in the past where we try to impress yeah. the other person by being super silly and making them laugh. I mean, yeah, we still do that. But um, now we're like, let's just play for the sake of playing because mm-hmm. it's really fucking fun and we know it's good for us. Yeah. So I hope that this came across in this conversation um, that play is really important. And I hope that whoever's listening after you finish listening to this, you put down your phone or your tablet or you get out of your car and you, I challenge you to go lay in the grass or find a toy, sit down with it for 10 minutes and challenge yourself to play with it. Like truly play with it. Or do whatever feels comfortable to you. Fucking fine. That's true. Do whatever feels comfortable to you to play, but find a way to invite play into your day. Yeah. Whenever you can. And see what happens. See how you feel. See how you feel. Shoot us a message at momgasmpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you did to invite play into your day. Mm. What that was like for you, especially if you shared it with your partner or friend or family member. Let us know because we would be interested in hearing about it and if you did something really cool, we'll be like, hey, I'm going to steal that idea and also do that really cool thing. Yeah. So. Let's share the play. Share the play. What's that? Um, there's that thing. We pay it forward. Pay it forward. Right. Play, play it, it forward. forward. Boom. Mic drop. Name of this episode, Play It Forward. We out. Yeah. I love you, Ollie. No, Hey, you. Yeah, you. Did you hear? There's a momgasm party happening every two weeks. That's right. Every two weeks, Lindsay and I are sitting down via Zoom and we are connecting with you, our luscious, loyal, loving listeners, in a never-before-seen way. Well... 
maybe that's not true. But it's been amazing. We have been having hilarious nights, playing games, sharing stories, and just getting real upfront and personal the best way we know how. If you want to join, head to our Patreon, where we are serving it up for only $2 a month. So what are you waiting for? Looking to spruce up your wardrobe? Get your hands on the official Momgasm merch. We've got sweaters, we've got t-shirts, we've got everything. Not really. Well, not yet. Head to the link in our description. And don't forget to send us some pictures of you rocking our Momgasm swag. We love it. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Momgasm Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And that's it. We'll catch you next time. Mwah.